Captain's Log Supplemental. Fascinating. Ice out. Live long and prosper. But it's a mystery. I don't like mysteries. Give me a bellyache and I got a beauty right now. Four phases locked and ready to fire, sir. In the hands of an adolescent. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. Pew, 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 pew. Wow. That phaser needs a little help. That is my original. Let me, yeah, let me see this. This is my original Star Trek phaser from when I was a little bitty kid. Like, I got this when I was probably like two or three <laughs> and it's totally busted it's because it's supposed to have a silver thing here and the reason it's like this is you would put little discs in here mm -hmm. and you could shoot like little ah. discs out like a little dime store rack toy kind of thing they had a lot of that <laughs> kind of stuff in the mid 70s i'll talk about that eventually mm -hmm. on my own my toyetic segment but yeah it's cool i'm really happy i still have this because it's one of the very few things i have from my early yeah. childhood and toy wise and everything but it's a beat up piece of shit, pretty much. So, still awesome. Yeah. What's going on, guys? What's up? Not much. We are back here, Geeking Poetic Podcast. I am, of course, uh, the little nerd with the phaser here, otherwise known as Larry Roberts. Across from me, this uh, tall drink of uh, Vulcan water. It's uh, your boy, Vito Marchese. It is our boy. And the Noid, an Noid Android Betazoid <laughs> <laughs> in the middle here. Always stuck in the middle of our stupidity. Oh, somebody save me already. Fuck. Yeah, we're, we're, we're rubbing <laughs> off on her too bad, too. She's starting to act a lot like us, and it's... it's I'm going delirious over here. <laughs> it's worrisome. Yeah. <laughs> think that they'd use the uh, neural neutralizer on your brain. <laughs> That would be nice, actually. Yeah, yeah. you're like, actually, I'd like, there's a few things I'd like to forget, right? You're right. But anyway, we have Ms. Megan Guess. And you are listening or watching another episode of Trucking Poetic. <laughs> <laughs> a truck respective. Explode. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's a show where we talk about Star Trek um, original series. We're going through the whole original series from The Cage, uh, which is basically episode zero because it was never aired until many, many, many moons later. Uh, we named it number one, so we're now number 10. Yeah. Yeah, we're 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 kind of so when we sit there and go episode ten, people are like, "This is not episode ten. It's actually episode nine. Fuck you, dude. It's episode ten. It's episode ten. Of Trekking Poetic. Take that. Yeah. Suck on these, bro. How about that <laughs> shit? But uh, yeah, the episode we are talking about today is called... Dagger of the Mind, correct? Yes. Correct. Mm -hmm. Aired November 3rd, 1966. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean... I think this is the last episode aired in just 1966. Is it? Really? Mm -hmm. Okay, did they I go... I believe so. Really? Did they get into repeats after that or... Um, well, they re-aired that one we just talked about. Well, which one was that? that no, it was what it was, Little Girls um, Were Made Of, of yeah. re-aired in 
December. So I probably took off for the holidays. Could be. I, I could be wrong. The next one may be in December too. We'll see. We'll find yeah, out. Yeah, I we? don't remember. I'd have to look it up. When mm-hmm. we get to that, we'll mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. But uh, Dagger the Mine. I like this episode. Obviously, is anybody if anybody watched the last episode where we talked about Mary. <sighs> anyway, I mentioned on there about how back when I was a teenager and I was in my technical thrash band known as <laughs> Neurotoxin. But what I did was I did name songs and I wrote a song called Dagger of the Mind and it was kind of loosely based on this episode. I think it's a good episode overall. It has some issues and we'll get into that. But before we do that, because I kind of forgot on the last episode and we didn't do it till the very end, I like to start by asking you guys, where does this episode rank for you out of the 10 we've watched? So now we're in like a top 10. That's the only 10. (laughs) It's the only 10. (laughs) Top 10, folks. It's the only 10 that all three of us have watched altogether um, and ranked. Uh, So where would Dagger of the Mines sit for you? Probably middle, I'd have to say. On this long journey to the middle? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Okay. I think I have to agree. Smack in the middle. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I would not say smack in the middle. I would say this is, well, it could be smack in the middle because I don't know exactly where number-wise I'd rank it, but it's definitely in the top five. Hmm. Okay. Um, Overall, I think this is like a really good episode. I think it's a cool premise. I, like I said, I have some things that are let down to me. Um, Again, like I'd like to do, Meg, you and I, can we give them like the quick synopsis of what it's about? All right, so they get called to this penal colony, and they have to transport goods down. They get transported goods up and everything, and it turns out that there was a stowaway on the stuff they beamed up. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Dude. That's so easy to do on a penal colony. Well, I was also, also, I was just like, man, isn't there some way to know that there was somebody in that box like did they not check it look at the transporter chiefs they had he didn't even know the fucking protocol to transport (laughs) to a penal colony and then he just disappeared right (laughs) and the captain's like you know you better brush up on your uh penal colony transportation knowledge there he goes oh right away captain right well first of all yeah again protocol guys starfleet protocol you got to follow it or else I'm not going to like your episode. Ex- exactly. Talk about getting off on the wrong foot. Right? And furthermore, why was that schmuck there anyway? Why was Scotty not there operating the... Because the... Scotty was too expensive. That was like 800 bucks to them back really? then. Yeah, so they well, got somebody cheaper. Yeah, Jimmy doing. they mean, not Scotty. It wasn't, it wasn't that the Enterprise was like, we're not paying for Scotty anymore. <laughs> There's no, a routine mission, guys. This is back and forth. We don't need Scotty for this one. Bring in now. Uh, what's his face? <laughs> he doesn't know shit, but he can turn a knob. Right. <laughs> and Scotty would have known better anyway. Right. And the, but I mean, even on the other end from the penal colony and stuff, it was like, I I, I don't know. I don't understand. This is where like the tr- the technical trekkers would have to like intervene and say no, you don't understand how it the works. The box but... is shielded, right? I was just going to say, right. but how would they not know? I mean, when you, I would imagine when you're using the transporter and you're transporting something or someone, you, there has to be some way it reads that so that you know and make sure that the the atomic particles are right. So how did they not know, know there was, was a fucking person in that box? Exactly. 
Because you're going to get into like a fly situation where they're, con- they're going to combine the atoms into one thing. Right, right? because that's, that's what I'm saying. That's why I thought that, you know, enter, uh, the, the uh, transporter is a pretty complex device. It's not just simply like stand there, zoop, you know, zoop. that's why you have to have somebody that know a transporter chief that knows how to do it. Because if it was that simple to just push a fader up and down. Fucking Alexander Worf's kid could do it if he wanted to, right? Right. <laughs> See, but that's what I'm saying. You should talk about somebody that needed to get lost in, the, in a transporter incident. I like Alexander, man. I know. What the hell? Fuck Alexander. I, oh, spread boy. his particles. Shots fired, man. Spread his particles across the galaxy. Should have let that guy have a bad transporter incident. Not that poor Vulcan in Star Trek the next in, uh, in uh, the uh, motion picture. Oh, that scene scarred me when I was a kid. We'll get to that one whenever we talk about <laughs> Star Trek the motion picture, man. Yeah, I didn't. Or as like I like to call it the motionless picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you came up with that one. <laughs> think everybody calls it Do that. They? Okay. Yeah. My buddy Corey told me that. I didn't know that. But <laughs> <laughs> he would have, yeah. But yeah, that, that bothered me. I also loved when, uh, what was that dude's name? Um, the crazy guy. the Van Gelder. Yeah, I love yeah, when yeah. Simon I, Van Gelder was. I the only one that was bummed that he he came out of it so slowly because I wanted him to pop out of it like a fucking jack in the box and Boop. shit. Just, yeah, just to be like, <laughs> just to pop out and be like, because <laughs> you see it coming. Yeah. You know, you yeah. could see what's gonna happen. You could see it coming. Plus, speaking of coming, I thought it was funny when the very first scene you see is that giant. It's it looked like an oversized pill bottle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. they were sending down. Yeah. And it says, like, penal meds. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a big-ass <laughs> bottle of Viagra. <laughs> and then the funny part is, like, Kirk comes walking in all of a sudden. And he's got this look on his face. And I'm like, imagine in my mind, he's just like, God damn, what are they doing with all that Viagra? <laughs> do you know what I could do with that? <laughs> Captain James G. Kirk, damn it. Like, imagine what I could do with that. Bone everybody in this universe, you know. But moving on from that, mm-hmm. we come to find out that uh, this so-called escapee from this penal colony was not actually a prisoner there. Nope, he was one of the doctors assigned to the penal colony. And uh, he's off his rocker. A little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> oh, you're, out of, you're, out of, you're, you're losing a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Well, he's not off his rocker. He's got everything in there. It's just painful for him to say it. Right. Right. Because the other doctor fucked him up. Yeah. 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 Don't so fuck with their brain, pal. It ain't worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so what it turns out is, is that this doctor that's down on the in the penal colony has been doing this experimental uh, thing on patients using a neural neutralizer that is being presented in a way that, well, it's it's a thing that's supposed to be making them less violent and helping to kind of neutralize patients' anger and their and their impulses and all this stuff. But what in fact it is, is this doctor is using it um, to control people. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to be... To rewire their brains to do what he wants. Right. Be his zombies. Basically, yeah, making like zombie workers kind of, so to speak. Bones to his credit right away because he's a damn good doctor, you know. Not yeah, a, I like bones in this one. Not a bricklayer. 
damn it, I'm a doctor, Jim, not a bricklayer. <laughs> but um, uh, right off the bat is like sums up. Sums not right about this. Uh, I can tell there's something not right. This guy is just, and he was right the whole way. And, I like how he put Kirk in his place. He's like, I'm gonna write it up. That means you got to take care of it. Sorry. Well, because Kirk is a smug fuck in this episode. Kirk is a very unlikable person in this episode, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, I didn't like his attitude towards uh, Dr. Um, Noel. Noel, yeah. You know. Yeah, I never quite understood He that. banged her at the Christmas party. Well, no, never he was being such a right? dick. That's how I took it. But see, I don't think... Because he... she reminded him, hey, you never called me. Or whatever, right? And I was going to get stuck on a mission with her. I think that's what happened, right? Or am I wrong? Yeah, because he's acting like she's the crazy-ass bitch that he ever met. Well, that's what I'm saying. But, that, yeah, they, they, they got a little vague about that. See, because I agree with you. I thought at first it was supposed to be like, oh, they, you know, he, he banged her and then never called her kind of thing. But then when they get to the scene where he's in the neutralizer and she's putting the suggestion into her mind, into his mind, and she says, we danced at the Christmas party and everything, and you were telling me about the stars or whatever. She's like, but now I want to change that and have it be that you swept me off your feet, off my feet, and took me to your cabin and all this kind of... So I got the impression that in actuality he didn't go for it. It was kind of more like he had got... Maybe he got a little drunk on some Romulan ale or something. He kind of wooed her a little bit, but then like... He whiffed the crazy on her or something like, like that? Like he just blew her off. Like he didn't actually, you know, and maybe she, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe she then kind of got hung up on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. It's hard to tell because the problem is it's 60s television. So they had to be so vague about it. You know, they couldn't make Maybe it. she stalked him for a while. That would yeah, explain his behavior. But he yeah. clearly knew that he didn't want anything to do with her. Right. But even just like his attitude about it, I was like, damn, bro, you're being a dick. Yeah. Like, exactly. you know, because if the thing is that you did like have sex or whatever relations with this girl and you like blew her off, like, you know, you ain't got a right to be all like, oh, thanks, Bones, for hooking me up with her. <laughs> like, she better be a damn good psychiatrist. <laughs> yeah. Right. His attitude like, about dude, her. she's on your crew. You right. better be a damn good psychiatrist. It's on you, <laughs> not Bones. Exactly. I I didn't care for that at all. And I also just didn't care about his attitude he had towards Bones mm-hmm. because it's like he should have right off the bat been like, well, you know, Bones is Bones and he can be a little this and that. But but, you know, he's he's damn good, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to just completely dismiss him because I'm such a fucking fanboy of this fucking doctor on this penal colony. Oh, I've been to those penal colonies. They're, they're like they're like resorts. They're amazing. Blah blah. He's so smitten with that that you're just going to throw all caution to the wind. Now, granted, thankfully, once he got down there, he yeah. As I soon think, as he saw that room, he's like, wait a minute. He started to sniff the crazy on the doctor. I think a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then we get into that. And that's another thing I have a little bit of a problem with is so then Kirk goes into the neural neutralizer and he's like, I'll tell you what he tells what's her nuts. Noel, you're a doctor. You know how to operate this thing. I'm sure you can figure it out. Let's try it out on me and see what it does. It's like, what? Again, getting into like what you were talking about before about like protocol and away mission 101. 
How fucking stupid do you guys? You're the be? captain of the fucking Enterprise. Right. Why first of you? all, why are you even down on the planet, first of all? Okay. <laughs> There's protocols that say the captain does not go on away missions. I understand that you need to be because you're the star of the show. No. But, but that's part of but that's a good point, and that's part of the problem. Why did he go? Because that doctor invited him to go, and Kirk was so smitten with this doctor and the thing that he couldn't wait. I finally get to meet the great doctor. It's like <laughs> Are you kidding me, you clown? <laughs> so in so many in so many respects, Kirk sort of had it coming to him, man, because he so blindly thought this doctor just couldn't be up to anything wrong. Mm-hmm. He ignored signs that some of his best staff were giving him, telling him, hey, man, you know, like, and they continued to give him. They continued when he would check in. They're like, yeah, we were just bones is like, yeah, me and Spock were just talking to a Van Gelder here. And he told us about some more stuff, dude. And we really think, you know, and Spock and Kirk's just like, yeah, I think I'm going to stay the night. I'm going to stay. We're going to stay the night here. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you in a few hours kind of thing. And it was like, dude, really? I, I, I don't know. That kind of writing, I j- that sort of bothers me because I, I I get that Kirk has a certain amount of hubris, you know, about him and everything, and that he could potentially make a mistake because of that. But I just feel like he would have been smarter than that. Yeah, he like asked for it. He walked right into it. He's like, let me sit in this chair that clearly tortures people or treats them anyway. Well, not even that. I mean, we know that. He knew because the doctor had already told him that Van Gelder had been messed up from having been in that chair and everything. And to sit there. And then furthermore, the whole episode, he's bickering with with what's her nuts. Um, Noel. 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 I can't know why I can't keep forgetting her name. (laughs) No, can you forget her, man? Noel. He keeps bickering with Dr. Noel. He keeps bickering with her. He doesn't seem to think very much of her and her mm-hmm. expertise on things. And he's questioning her about stuff. And then all of a sudden, he's just like, oh, you probably know how to operate this thing. I'll trust you. Right. I'll, you know, <laughs> he started out going just mere moments ago, being in the transporter and being like, I can't believe I have to go on this away mission with her. She better be damn good. <laughs> Two moments later being like, oh, you know, we trust you. You know, he's okay. him going. I'll tell you what, put some suggestions into my head. It's like, what? Why would you do that? I don't know. Yeah, maybe the more I'm thinking about this episode, it's kind of pissing me off. I love the concept. I love the idea of the the neural neutralizer. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's a really cool concept. You know, it's a controversial subject. You know, Mm -hmm. the idea of is it okay to mess with people's minds? for what you deem is like, you know, because did this predate Clockwork Orange? Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah, yeah cause Clockwork Orange deals with the same thing and it's the same topic. Like, okay, you're gonna mess with, you're gonna rewire a person's brain. Oh yeah, and the whole thing about causing pain and all that stuff when you think, you know, wrongdoing, all that yeah. kind of stuff. It brings the moral question of, you know, is it right or is it wrong? to to do that to people clearly obviously he was wrong because he wasn't just doing it to prisoners he was doing it to the workers and everything there Mm -hmm. so he could control everybody but even doing it to the prisoners i mean you get the kind of impression they didn't go on a long soliloquy about it but you get the impression that bones is kind of like yeah i don't think too much of this you know what i mean (laughs) like well even noel said something about everybody seemed 
blank. Yeah. Right. They weren't really there. They were just kind of, again, zombies walking around there. Well, and she starts out being very like, oh, this doctor's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. He's a reputable doctor. And, you know, yeah, I mean, using, doing things to rewire people's brains to a point is is a good form of therapy. But this wasn't just therapy. This was literally like brainwashing. Manipulation. Yeah. yeah. Brain manipulation. So cool concept. I think it's a great concept. But, there, yeah, there's just a few things like that that... Yeah, and kind of on that same vibe, um, like Spock and them, he was originally supposed to hypnotize Van Gelder, mm-hmm. um, but then okay. they decided that that they didn't want to make that like a medical, actual good t- thing right. to do. Yeah, um, and they didn't want to shoehorn Spock into being able to hypnotize anybody whenever right. it's possibly needed. So that's when they came up with the mind melt, which is awesome, and that that alone is like a huge bonus big you know big thumbs up for this episode because not only that that's a cool concept that got used quite a bit Mm -hmm. but i love the way it was done i love the fact that they start out because you kind of forget because later on he's done that so many times and Mm -hmm. things like that and other people have done it but when they when bones first brings it up to him spock's like really (laughs) against it he's like this is a very private thing amongst vulcans to do this like we don't just throw this around like for the party trick kind of thing you know (laughs) what i mean yeah the way they acted that together in unison i thought that was really really cool really Mm -hmm. well done uh again another thing furthering how interesting mr spock was you know Mm -hmm. but i really liked how they showed more character interaction i loved seeing mccoy and spock working together yeah yeah Yeah, i think that was the first time really wasn't it to them the two of them really together like you know there wasn't any like bickering and you know what i mean and and the insults and racist insults (laughs) and stuff like that green-blooded vulcan right (laughs) it was it was it was actually like them really working together i love spock's reactions oh my god he had so many great reactions in this whole episode. Dude. It was the best part. His him just as an observer in this episode. <laughs> like when when McCoy and Kirk are going at each other on the on the bridge of the ship talking about, mm-hmm. you know, when when Kirk's being very dismissive of Decoy, of McCoy's uh uh thoughts concerns. And concerns and and then McCoy's throwing it back at and Kirk just and Spock just stand there watching being like, "Damn." He's got that look <laughs> on his face like, "Damn." Yeah, and Kirk looks at him he's like, Got you there. Sorry. It's like, yep. You're fucked. On you, dude. And then, and then that scene, the transporter room. Well, that yeah, and then that's yeah, the transporter room when he when he beams down with uh, Noel, and then when Spock finally beams down, (laughs) and Kirk has been brainwashed into thinking he's madly in love with Noel. And all of a sudden he beams in and there's Kirk like he's got her like up against the wall (laughs) and he's making out with her big time and Spock's just like the fuck <laughs> you can see sparks like i'm coming down here thinking like it's shit going is, down shit yeah. is going down bad but it's going down in a whole other way you know he's just like what the fuck is this about like his reactions just awesome just <laughs> awesome i would say this is at least, especially to this point but even overall, out of the original series, some of my favorite Spock stuff is in this episode. Because, like I said, it's in I, my top two. Yeah, I love the, I love the, yeah, this and the Naked Time. Yes. definitely up to this point, I think are some of the best Spock we've mm-hmm. gotten so far. This really helped to develop his character. 
Um, yeah, I like in the beginning also how Kirk just kind of shoots Spock a look and Spock knows mm-hmm. to move in. To Dude, that scene when they take down Van Gelder, when he comes into the bridge with the, the phaser, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 when he comes into the bridge with the phaser and you can see and the way they act that out and that you can t- like it's so well done. Mm-hmm. That's well acted and well directed and written where like Kirk's like slowly moving in and you know he's kind of like. And at the same time, Spock's moving in. Mm-hmm. So it's like they have had no conversation with each other, but it's like they're working they this know. together. And it's like if Kirk's moving closer, then Van Gelder's not paying any fucking attention to Spock. And then as soon as Spock catches his attention and distracts him, then Kirk's like, boom. And he kicks that fucking phaser out of his yeah. hand. Spock goes in, neck pinches him. Dude, <laughs> seriously, watch it again. Like, that's a badass scene. It's real quick. It's real simple. But it's like. It it um I mean obviously Vulcan neck pinch isn't real but wait what <laughs> <laughs> I know you wish it was Vito but there are forms of it that doesn't quite do that but anyway I know that it's just like the hi on the shoulder <laughs> judo chop judo chop yeah um knocks you out for hours right every time but uh, I think that even though it's obviously that aspect of it isn't true i feel like the way that was done and the way it was acted it felt real like it felt like like that's legit like that's how it would be in the real world if that makes any sense mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. many of the fights and stuff in star trek is so ridiculous <laughs> yeah, with pretty the, terrible. you know with their bad with kirk with his an infamous two uh, clenched two hand totally me spoofing all that good oh stuff. yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly so um, anyway, yeah, I, I, yeah. So that's the thing. So while there are things about this episode that irritate me, there's enough other stuff about it that I'm like, fuck yeah, okay. Now I remember why I like this episode so much. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's some really good stuff. Um, Noel started out being a little annoying. You know, she was a little smug, mm, smug and snarky too. But then mm. she ended up really proving herself and being pretty badass crawling around the biggest air ducts ever <laughs> yeah what I, I just yeah you know i'm pretty sure they knew what they were doing when they were filming some of those shots because <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing a mini mini skirt yeah and, you know a micro skirt yeah i think she had the shortest skirt so far in the series hmm. that i can remember uh another interesting thing like we noted in the last episode about uh about uh uhura not being there uh, and in this episode, we didn't have Scotty. We also didn't have Sulu. Mm-mm. That's true. Oh, man. Right. We haven't seen Sulu in a couple episodes yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. And one last thing that, that was a little bit annoying about this episode. So they introduced the character of, what was his name? Lathy? Lathy? Lathy. Yeah. Lathy, which is like a Greek term for the river of forgetfulness or something mm-hmm. like that. So, which is apt. Apt, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A little on the nose, right? <laughs> but here's the thing. So they, they bring her... She's the therapist chick, right? Yeah. Right, that was brainwashed. In my notes, I have she reminds me of Alicia, the chick, the Joker's girlfriend in Batman '89, and he turns into a zombie. Really? That's the first thing that came to my mind when I saw her come on screen for some reason. Akin to the role, but yeah, and akin, I guess, similar in the same way that neither character had any fucking point of being no. there at all. I kept thinking she'd come back and help him out, escape, or nothing. Nothing. What Never was... saw her again. So. Think about this. They couldn't pay Jimmy Doohan 
his $890 that he was due to play the fucking security chief in there. Mm -hmm. But they could pay this actress, whatever it was, to be there and be completely insignificant. <laughs> and they, like I said, even the way they introduced her, you thought like, okay, okay. there's, there's going to, oh, what's she going to do? You know, like she's like, even if they would have had her go after Noel when Noel like was trying to go shut down right. the power and mm -hmm. all that stuff and yeah. then all of a sudden have her come in there and so they'd have an excuse for the whole you know girl girl battle girl fighting girl fight. Girl fight kind of thing that would have made sense it didn't happen maybe she had more of a role and ended up on the cutting room floor maybe I yeah well, anybody out there so. know if anybody out there knows I'd be I'd be curious to know because otherwise boy oh boy up to this point one of the most useless Star Trek ancillary characters you know <laughs> What? It was so dumb. Mm -hmm. and it just irritated me because I was like, it like it when they first. She I could was have like, been a really cool character. Well, I was just like, oh, okay, where are they gonna go with this? Nowhere, <laughs> absolutely nowhere. <laughs> and then I have to admit, even the whole thing with the way the doctor succumbed when Kirk judo chopped him and everything, <laughs> and then he came to and he was alone in that in that neutralizer room, and then it just killed him. He's dead, Jim. And it's like, and even that, you know, Kirk was like, "How the fuck's he dead?" <laughs> It's like all it, did, it wiped his mind. Okay, but why is he dead? But it's like, and they tried to explain it that it was like well, he, he was alone. He know, died like, of loneliness, and I was his like, his own thoughts, and not even a tormentor to keep him company. And I was like, okay, that's a little weak. Like yeah. they could have even made it more medical and been like, it went so strong and everything that it caused his brain to shut down function because your brain needs to be able to function to tell your heart how to function and all that. You know what I mean? And everything. Or he's fighting it and had an aneurysm or something. Right. Yeah. yeah something. That, it, that it's something that it caused him to it literally fried his brain. He's brain dead. You know, you know he's breathing, but he's completely brain dead. They could mm -hmm. have done something like that. But yeah, so the, the ending was a little bit of a letdown. And then they never address. uh uh, Noel and anymore you get the impression at the end when Kirk is talking about the whole thing about the loneliness and stuff when he's back at the at the bridge were they hinting that he was supposed to still be suffering a little bit from the neutralizer like what it had done to him because mm -hmm. he seemed kind of maudlin mm -hmm. you know and it was like is he maudlin because like is he still trying to because that suggestion of you're in love with with what's her face and everything yeah, they didn't just go away they never explained how they got better well that's what i was gonna say because they destroyed the the neutralizer right. so there and i don't know is there a way to i do you just get better i guess you do because they talk about how van gelder was back on the planet and he shut it down so he obviously recovered from whatever had been done to him mm -hmm. i don't think the writers care to tell you <laughs> well <laughs> that's why i'm saying that they got another story to write next week so in I that think. respect that that that's what that's <laughs> just weak. bringing up a downside that that irritated me a little bit they should have mentioned one last time when kirk was sitting there in the chair and he was seeming kind of maudlin they should have mentioned the fact of you know still dealing with trying to get over having these feelings for somebody that he knows aren't even his real feelings you know what i mean mm -hmm. like for for noel and all that kind of stuff and bringing that up or they could have even said, used a thing and said, you know, Dr. Noel has decided to stay behind with Dr. Right. Gelder to to help him reverse clean this, mess. clean up the mess and reverse blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. And then have Kirk be a little like, oh, like a little bum that she's gone kind of thing. And then be like, oh, now you miss her, huh? I thought you didn't like her and say, well, you know, it's 
I don't. This is damn programming. Yeah, it's <laughs> I don't I don't really like her, but it was put in my head, and it's hard to ignore. And now I'm put, fucked. Yeah, <laughs> or not. <laughs> so I don't know. Anything else? Any interesting points to bring up about this uh, this episode before we move on? No, I think we've waxed on long enough on this one. Have we waxed on and waxed off? Because mm-hmm. otherwise, Mr. Miyagi's going to come for your ass. Yeah, he will. Anyway, no, it's, it, I mean, no, because there's a lot of things that end up referring to stuff that happens later. Well, there is a thing that uh, gets referenced later in Deep Space Nine about this. <sighs> oh, my God, you have a shit about Deep Space Nine. Wow, man. You know, <laughs> folks, do you see what I have to fucking deal with here? Very select. Man, oh man. (laughs) There are people sitting at home right now that are like, that Vito guy, I thought he was one of us, but man, I don't know. (laughs) Dude, TNG and Voyager guys, I mean, you you can't top those when it comes to Trek. I'm sorry. Right, see, okay. How do you feel about that, Meg? Uh huh. I'm with you on TNG. I dig original too, but. Dude, she fucking cries every episode. No, she don't. Every time Voyager gets brought up. <laughs> every time. But anyway, guys, uh, yeah, we are, uh, I think we're out of time here. We are way out of time here. So on that note, uh, what is the next episode? I believe it is. Oh, yeah. We get into some good old Clint Howard action. All right. I love me some Clint Howard. Hmm. We get into the Corbomite Maneuver. This Corbonite? Corbomite. 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 It is Corbomite. Anyway, we're going to do Corbomite Maneuver in the next episode. Until then, we're going to leave you with a little salutations. Farewell. We got to do it. Can you do it, Meg? Can you can you make it happen? Oh, she's getting better. Each Good. time, it's getting a little bit better. Can you do this? Can you go like that and then nope. like that and Nuh-uh. then like nope. that? Nope, not going to happen. Like nope. And then Wait, what? You can go like this and then switch it and go <laughs> like go. that. This is really good. <laughs> Just this. Meg's got jazz hands. That's it. She's like, next week we we'll talk about. post. <laughs> she's like, we talk about Corbomite. <laughs> All right, everybody. See you later. Bye. Bye. This communication has ended.